0: Greetings, adventures, and welcome to GNGGcast. Welcome, everyone, to Good Night and Good Game, your geek
1: news roundup for the week that was. I'm your host, James, and with me this week, as always, is my co-host, Hector. Hello. This week on the show, after the news, we're going to have some fun and speculate on what's next for the MCU. Before we start, don't forget that you can head over to goodnight.gg, where, as a patron of our show, you can suggest topics for us to talk about. We've got our Day of the Debs episode up now, and I'm working on our episode about The Expanse, which we should hopefully have up pretty soon.
0: Now, the first episode for The Expanse, because I assume there are two, is show episode of The Expanse. <laughs> yes, we will just be covering show episode of The, yeah, the Expanse. Yeah, there will be another one later once, once, my, once, <laughs> my, once my, my partner in crime here catches up about book The Expanse. <laughs> I am working and on the, it. Yeah, the, the, he, he's got several books to go, so it may take a little while, but um, just so you know for that one, it's like spoiler it's, fucking we, city. We are
1: going to have probably like a two, two and a half yeah. hour discussion just on the books alone. Yeah, lines, it so. is an
0: asteroid uh, coded in stealth <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) hitting earth of spoilers for that one
1: with all that out of the way it is time for the prelude prelude all right everyone this is the prelude it's time to dive into what we've been up to this week what we've been playing what we've been watching what's been occupying our free time and what has been making us happy Hector, what do you got for me this week? Oh,
0: let's see. I got a few things. Um, It's mostly game related this week because I played a lot of great demos as we talked about from, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Day of the Devs and like all the demos that got released to Steam during Steam demo days. That is still going on right now. It's been absolutely awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, so what have I been playing? I started playing the game Raft. Okay. Raft got a 1.0 release. It finally left early access.
1: What is Raft about?
0: Raft is a survival game, and mm-hmm. that's been kind of my jam lately with stuff like— um, Even though
1: you have said previously, not as of last week, the survival genre does not appeal to you with the exception of the vampire one.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You can take me—because I've tried so many of them, and you can take me all the way back to something like PUBG, which isn't necessarily survival because there's more combat involved. Sure, yeah. But you've got to take care of yourself, Right. But then you throw in games with, like, hunger and thirst, and usually I check out. I've tried all of them. I tried Lost Ark. My friends got into that. I tried Conan. You know, adjusting my penis size was fun, but that was, like, where the game ended <laughs> for me. That's where you stop. That's kind of, like, th- that was the end of the fun for me. The rest was, like, run around with you these were only terrible graphics. Fun. You
1: were only having fun with the penis size.
0: Yeah, it was a character creator, and that was the, the end of my fun with that game. Sure. So V Rising was great, but now I'm playing a game called Raft. And Mm -hmm. as our audience might know this, James definitely knows this about me. I have a um, certain romance for the sea. I Mm -hmm. love the idea of just like taking off and living on a boat for the rest of my life (laughs) and sailing around the world. And, you know, just. uh, If I know anything about you.
1: And that's a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You like samurais. And you like being on the sea. So like samurai pirates. That's pretty much your jam.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That would be a great video game. (laughs) I am looking at you, Ghost of Tsushima Part (laughs) 2. Right. Um, But anyway, so Raft is a survival game where you start the game and you're just on a little raft. Mm -hmm. You're on a tiny little raft. It's like, you know, four squares wide and you're floating in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And um, it's very modern and very realistic because the ocean's fucked. Mm -hmm. You know, just constantly screaming by your raft are palm fronds and planks and pieces of plastic.
1: Okay.
0: And you have a little hook. And you can reel stuff into your raft, or you can swim out and get it. If you swim out and get it, there are sharks. Okay. Um. So sharks are a problem. And every once in a while, a shark will attack your raft. Mm. So this is a setup. And again, you have um, things like uh, thirst and hunger to worry about. Okay. So first thing you do um, is grab a bunch of palm fronds and make rope. Mm-hmm. Grab a bunch of planks and use them to create a small wooden spear that you can try and stab the shark with while he attacks your sure, raft. yeah. Now you need something that makes water. Mm-hmm. So you need a few more materials to make something that you can pour salt water into that will evaporate into a second cup, which you also have to make out of plastic, mm-hmm. that will be fresh water so that you can actually drink it and not die. Right. Now you either need um, a fishing pole or to find a whole lot of floating ocean junk that might contain supplies, like a crate that has potatoes or beets. Mm. And then you have to make a little rudimentary grill out of, like, wood planks wow. and uh, plastic or whatever. And now you got food mm. and you got water that needs constant upkeep because you're constantly hauling things into your raft. Mm-hmm. Um, and...
1: Uh, it's, it's an added bonus. You're taking care of the environment and, and you're cleaning up
0: the ocean Yeah, and, and, and making your raft bigger because this is the next part. Mm-hmm. Now that you've built out of wooden planks and plastic and rope, a spear, a hammer um, and uh, a, a, a water and food. Mm-hmm. Now you need to start making your raft bigger because mm-hmm. now it's time to start making other stuff. Mm-hmm. You might make a planter box so you can grow the potatoes that you're putting on the ground. Mm -hmm. Uh, you might make, um,
1: I do love a good sea potato.
0: Oh yeah. A good sea (laughs) potato will get you right there. And so as you go on, you can make a paddle of course, and you can paddle towards islands and islands aren't great. Mm -hmm. Islands have trees and fruit and around the reefs, there are things like stone that you can dive for and like other metal parts that you can dive for and you can make more advanced things out of this. Mm -hmm. Again, watch out for sharks. Mm -hmm. So the whole game kind of just goes on this pattern, but what really gets me is it's not just a survival game on a raft that you can make a little bigger. I could make you. And if I had the time, I would show James right now. I could make you the Titanic out of this game. (laughs) I could make you the HMS pinafore Mm -hmm. out of my raft. Mm -hmm. I have everything from galleyways to calendars, to little pictures and decorations, to curtains, to hanging plants, to Mm -hmm. rugs, Everything that I can make to make you the most amazing raft in you the world. You can make
1: a bigger arc than in the game arc.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you can gather animals from large islands and put them on your arc. Oh, and wow. And you can build a sprinkler system to water them and to water the grass that they eat. Mm-hmm. You can plant flowers in a planter box and put um, bee houses on top of it to attract wow. bees. You can... This seems weirdly soothing. Oh yeah, you can synthesize fuel. You can synthesize water. You can build an anchor to hold you steady while you're camped out at islands gathering materials. Um, but yeah, there's kitchen. There's recipes for cooking for all the different kinds of fish you can get. Mm-hmm. It has everything. You can build your whole life out on the ocean while you float by and collect things. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing. I told you about the hook and bringing in wood. Mm-hmm. When you make your raft bigger, you can build what are called just simple reclamation nets and you build them in a line on your raft and they just gather anything that flows under your raft for you. (laughs) So now it's free real estate. (laughs) now you just all you do is float by and you fucking just get like planks and and, and palm fronds and chests and barrels that fell off of other ships and other things because the ocean's fucked because it's a realistic game Yeah, and uh, yeah you just live your life out on the ocean making your raft bigger gathering civilization and then you find plants plans like, like you know blueprints to build an antenna and a receiver and then the game begins because wow. now through this receiver and antenna, it's sending you places. And then the story of the game begins and you can actually carry on with like what really is the story and end game of a survival game, which most of them don't have. Right. So this has been my goal to like build my raft and do well enough to like get this far. Here's where I am for anyone curious who's also playing the game and might be listening. I got all the plans for the antenna and the receiver Mm -hmm. and I built them and I put them on my raft and I turned it on and it said requires higher elevation, which means officially my raft needs a second story. Oh wow. So now I have to figure yeah, out if You have to
1: go talk to Tom Nook and yeah, buy a second floor. Straight up. I straight up have
0: to build like walls and like floor stabilizers, like pier and beam and put floors on top mm-hmm. and a staircase so that I can have a place to walk up to mm-hmm. to place my receiver and antenna down. <laughs> and this raft is getting fucking complicated, y'all. Like but but it's it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. It's going to be my highlight of the week. Um I played a few other games. I told James, um a friend of mine bought me Guilty Gear. so I I started that journey. I haven't Welcome played a to- yeah. I haven't played a fighting game in a while. And um, I'm really looking forward to getting better because what I've played of the tutorial so far has made me feel like this game is very smooth and Tutorials very fun to play. And fighting
1: games have progressed so much mm-hmm. since them not having that. Yeah, <laughs> and it's
0: all I ever wanted is yeah. just something to teach me all of the fundamentals I need to compete online. Not at the high levels, mm-hmm. but I just need to know all the things. Giving me a combo list doesn't tell me shit. About like how to counter, when to counter, how to place my combos, where they need to be, stuff like that. And this tutorial is doing that for me. So I love it so far. Those are basically my two things.
1: You're going to love it until somebody gets online and throws dolphins at you for 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I know. I know. I know (laughs)
0: know I'm going to spend the first several hours of several dozen hours of of the game getting my ass kicked online. But I'm okay. I'm okay with that. A friend bought it for me. I told him I would start playing it as soon as he finished RRR. Mm -hmm. And he did. Yeah. And then he bought me the game. So now
1: I'm in. <laughs> All right. So here we go. I look forward to playing with you. Yeah. Uh, simple on my side of the world, actually. Uh, busy with work and a lot of other stuff going on. What I did this week is uh, we, we were talking last week about how uh, we've been kind of going back to our back catalog of TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ones that had been kind of hanging over my head was American Horror Story. Uh, context. It was a show that me and my ex-girlfriend used to watch together. It was kind of like an, an us thing. Um And so, uh, by the way, just other side context, we had a, a fan, fantastic breakup. We are best friends. She is absolutely wonderful. But it's just one of those shows that you never think to go back to for a little bit because you're just like, ah, that was kind of a nice show. Yeah.
0: Anthology mm-hmm. horror is hard to get into when you leave it because like you're no longer in it with everyone. Yeah. 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 And
1: so... Like, she messaged me the other day and she's like, By the way, have you been watching American Horror Story? And I was like, All the things that I literally just said. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Totally get that. By the way, you should be watching American Horror Story. And I was like, Okay. You know what? It's been like two years out at this point. I'm like, You know what? I think I might try and give it a shot. She's like, You need to go back to the one that we stopped on, which was American oh. Horror Story 1984. Okay. And we only watched the first episode of it. And then life happened and COVID happened and all those things. Mm-hmm. She was like, Please, please, please go watch American Horror Story 1984. Here's the thing about American Horror Story American Horror Story has this Consecutive ability to rope you in during the first half of the season, Mm -hmm. and then just shit itself during the second half. Whatever reason, Uh. it just always does that during each of the seasons. Or more importantly, Brian Fuller makes it where there's a 13 episode season. The first 12 episodes are the most amazing TV you've ever watched, and then for some reason, their episode fucking 13 happens. You're like, why was that here?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to say, like, I watched the first season on y'all's recommendation, yeah, and that 13th episode was like the end of the show for me. I was Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, well,
1: and that's, uh, that's it, it's a problem. It should, the 13 episodes shouldn't have been there. It should yeah. have ended with the 12th episode. Yeah.
0: And, and uh, I, I, to be fair, I had just come off of like a binge of channel zero. So I right. was like super Well, happy the bar, with the TV. bar,
1: the bar was high. Yeah. Channel zero is fucking amazing. So, uh, American horror story, 1984, American horror story, 1984. For it's a great pickup season because you don't have to have context of the other seasons. Some seasons of American Horror Story, you have to kind of know the other seasons to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. This is a standalone, at least as far as I'm into it. It is only 10 episodes, so it's not being bogged down by mandatory 13 episodes. Mm -hmm. The first five or six episodes of this fucking season takes place over the course of a single night. Oh, wow. And I am impressed. And every single episode drops enough new knowledge in your bucket that you keep wanting more. I am an adult. I have an adult job. I do not have time to stay up at all hours of the night and binge watch a show. It sucks. I really wish I could stay up (laughs) all hours of the night and binge watch a show. So here's my adult conversation to to the audience. About 11 o'clock is like, not my bedtime. That's my, I'm not watching a show anymore or playing Mm -hmm. a game anymore time. I shut everything off at 11 o'clock, turn on like YouTube. Take some melatonin, you know, and yep. start getting ready for the process, right? So, I'm ready. Like, by midnight, I'm in bed and having a good time. Mm-hmm. I got to, like, 11.10, and I was like, there are only 40-minute episodes. I can squeeze yeah. fucking one more. And that's how good this season of American Horror Story okay. is. Okay, okay. And... It has taken it has taken a long time for American Horror Story to get here because like I said, there are a lot of good seasons. I can mm-hmm. tell you the hit or miss ones. I can tell you I can tell you everything about the show, but this is a season that I have not stopped wanting to see. And when Erin was talking about it, she's like, No, you don't understand the reason you need to watch this. This is like this is the most fun that I've had watching American Horror Story in a long time. And it goes through all the tropes. It is straight up like you know uh it's you know jason Voorhees. okay you have uh it's a, it's a quote it quote satanic elements to it which is the satanic panic thing, right yeah but every trope you can think of for the 80s they put into this okay and it gets so batshit insane that without spoiling anything everybody has a side story and nobody's a good person yeah. That, is, that is all I can tell you about without spoiling it. And you just have to fucking watch it.
0: Well, you know, James, I mean, good is not a thing you are. <laughs> yeah, It's a thing you do.
1: It is a thing that you do. <laughs> and this season absolutely does yeah, it. Yeah. yeah,
0: this is my, I was just about to say this. Uh, a, a friend of ours in chat just said, uh, the producers of 24 bring you American Horror Story 1984. And he, I was just it about is- to say, like, how do you, like 24 is an hour per episode mm-hmm. and it's 24 episodes a season. So like, yeah, the, the, like over like five episodes in a single night, that's nuts.
1: So they do have the benefit of, unlike 24 where it just has to be happening in yeah. a countdown, there are a lot of breaks to flashback at pivotal moments. Mm-hmm. So like somebody's about to die and then we'll do a flashback to show like, mm. how did they get here? And they're not long sections, okay. but, the, but they're so important to the story oh, yeah. that you're just like what the fuck and it's always after a twist and yeah. there are a lot of twists good. in the season okay.
0: yeah so it's a, it, it does make very good use of the you know meanwhile elsewhere yeah just so that you don't start you know looking at your phone and shit
1: exactly yeah. so I'm gonna finish probably watching it in the next like day hell yeah um, it is highly recommended to me or highly recommended to everybody um, if you ever need suggestions for American Horror Story I please just ask and I'll tell you which seasons you should watch um, because yeah some good some bad alright that is everything that we have for the prelude this week we're gonna take a small break and when we come back we'll be going into the news in the weekly raid. The weekly raid. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is the weekly radar news roundup for the week. There's a lot to talk about, so let's settle in for that. Uh, first up, Atari will be turning 50 this week, and they showed off a new limited time logo to celebrate. Uh, on top of the logo, Howard Scott Warshaw, one of the OGs from Atari Games, has said they are working on a follow-up to their classic game, Yars Revenge, a game in which you are, in fact, a space fly shooting at barriers. Neat. But I, I, what? It's just such I, a bizarre... Out I, of the catalog of Atari games... That have existed? I will admit.
0: I will admit I, I'm I'm old. I'm not that old. Atari is slightly before my time. I was literally born with the NES. Um
1: I definitely had an Atari growing up.
0: But what? Like Yeah. The, the man. Spacefly? It, like just, we're talking about like a collection and from, a, a number of pixels I can count on my fingers and toes of a game. Yeah,
1: and from what I understand, Yara's Revenge actually had some kind of backstory like back in the day that they were like really obsessed with pushing, but uh. it was literally just you playing a fly shooting at a barrier on a screen. I'm like, I mean, I guess the, the potential here is that you could just do whatever you want with it. Cause it could yeah. go anywhere, but like okay. what a weird title to like make your flagship 50th anniversary. Thanks Atari. We're doing the fly in space. I mean, yeah, fucking neat.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Atari has, Made a lot of interesting games over the years since the their console, you yeah. know, a, a, that's older than me. <laughs> um, you know, they, they 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 had a lot of hands in a lot of games in the nineties and early two thousands. So this is a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just what they felt like they would be remembered mm-hmm. most for. Maybe
1: we need weird right now.
0: Maybe yeah. Honestly, you know what they should bring back. You remember the Atari like boxing game that was just like a block and down. like yeah. two long like like <laughs> yep. like like punchers. Like bring that back.
1: You yeah. play that game. Bring back some of that stuff, Atari, please. Yeah. Uh, Kojima Productions has a charity item up for pre-order. Mm. It's called the Ludens Peace Mark Unit Charm. Um, this is a physical item that will retail for forty bucks, and it's a peace sign that has the slogan "No War" on it. Um, this is, it's a charm that's meant to be like what you would see in Death Stranding. Right,
0: yeah, it's literally woven on a piece of paracord like all of the strands are in the game, and the charm is dangling from it. You can attach it to your clothing very easily, you know.
1: Um, so this physical item, the reason we're talking about it is not like, hey, go buy this thing, even though I am, by the way, if you're not watching the stream, I am decked out head to toe in Kojima Productions gear right now. Um, that being said, this item is... All the proceeds from the sale of this item will be donated to Ukrainian refugees who are currently in Japan.
0: Oh, fuck so yeah. so
1: this isn't just a come by the thing. Awesome. This is a this is buying an item for a purpose. Uh, I'm going to probably buy one uh, when I get paid. Hell so, yeah. Yeah, I'm all over that. All right, Hector, let's talk about it. HBO, ever interested in keeping the Game of Thrones franchise alive, according to reports, have begun work on a sequel series that revolves around the character Jon Snow. This is on top of the prequel show House of Dragons that drops on August 21st, and that show is about the Targaryens. that takes place 200 years before the first season. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay.
0: Let me let me try and I'm going to try and just be calm about this. The House of Targaryen thing. I absolutely get that. There is an unspoiled section of Game of Thrones that people probably who watch the show might still really want to see because it reminds them of early Game of Thrones when the show was good. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And that gives them a little bit of hope. Right. And, and they'll, they'll watch the show. And if it's good, it's good. And if it's bad, it'll be bad. And people will be like, yeah, I fucking knew it. I've never seen a show lose so much goodwill from like one season to the next. I've never seen right. a show throw away that much goodwill. Maybe The Walking Dead, but not even then. Walking
1: Dead, people took a while. Took yeah. a while for Walking Dead.
0: Yeah, but, like, damn, did that show just crater. And and, and I think I've said this before on the show, but the finale of Game of Thrones was so bad that I can't even rewatch the show. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not going anywhere. Right, it's it's right, awful. It's right. awful. This is someone who rewatches shows. I've seen every episode of Grey's Anatomy, like, 12 times. Mm-hmm. I have seen Breaking Bad three full times and a bunch of other stuff in between. Mm-hmm. Same for Scrubs, Ted Lasso, you name it. If a show is good, I'm going to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. I I'll never be able to rewatch Game of Thrones, wow. like like literally ever. So, with that being said, again the 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 thing of the past, the 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 dragon people, great, yep. you know, maybe take us to fucking Valeria or whatever. Like that sounds awesome. Yeah, sure. cool, cool, cool. Jon Snow, after Game of Thrones, has no story. Mm -hmm. No backstory, no forward story. It's not in any of George's writings. It is pure, unadulterated fan fiction that they have absolutely nothing to base anything on. And I guess he just... Like, it's not like he got the Iron Throne. He just, like around yeah he's around like like fucking what are we talking about this is the the the, the best example i've seen of this is the reaction from uh rise of the skywalker where it's like hey palpatine's back like that's the way like oscar Mm -hmm. isaac has to say it somehow palpatine's back fucking i don't know yeah like that's kind of how i feel about this show Mm -hmm. so we'll see and by we'll see, I mean I will wait for a review and then begrudgingly watch it if some if everyone <laughs> says it's good. Right. Otherwise, no fucking thanks. Yeah. NFT to that.
1: All right, uh, Marvel. You know what though? I, I I can see where you're going with the Targaryen thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could, yeah, maybe a prequel series. Maybe be, a lot, be cool. of fun. Yeah. a lot of incest, but there's, you know what you gonna there's, do. they it's loyal for it. You yeah. know that that works. Yeah, yeah. Jon Snow. I'm kind of like. Is he really that good of a character though? Uh,
0: no, he's literally the most boring character. That's the thing. So is his father. That's his role. His role is to be the most boring character, and everything bad happens to him because he's trying too hard to do the right thing. That's literally kind of the point of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It's a game, and if you always oh, do the right thing, you're playing it wrong. Right. You win or you die.
1: <laughs> yep, that is very true. Uh, Marvel has announced they're going to be publishing a limited series based around the Midnight Suns just in time for the upcoming game release. The series will be based around Wolverine, Ghost Rider, Blade, Magic, and Nico from the Runaways. The series will dive into a, quote, dark prophecy and deal with Doctor Strange's past. Cool.
0: Yeah. That was great. They
1: need to be doing more of this. Oh,
0: yeah. I oh, think, absolutely. I, I think
1: that when you have a good game property or good movie property, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Comic books are the thing that inspired all the things that we read and consume at this point. Absolutely. Right? So, I, like, it makes just makes sense to be putting out more content like this.
0: Oh, 100%. Not only that. And I'm going to talk about this a lot more in the final section. But like, we're going to need some of this shit. We're mm-hmm. going to need some really interesting story like stuff going on to expand our cinematic universe going forward. Mm-hmm. We have plenty of stuff that's good for television, good for Disney Plus. But when mm-hmm. I'm talking about movie theater stuff, I think we need more stories and fewer sequels to character driven plots. Mm-hmm. And this sounds
1: like a perfect one. Yeah, I'm so excited for Midnight Suns already, mm-hmm. and you don't got to convince me to go to a comic book shop, no shit. but you should absolutely be supporting your local comic book shop, everybody. Yeah, do that. Um, it's hard here in Austin because we only have 50 million good ones, um, <laughs> so. Yeah, if you
0: live in a town smaller than Austin, likely you have one, maybe two, go give them money.
1: Yeah, please go give them money. Mm-hmm. In an interview this week, legendary game director Suda51 said that he would love to see a film made from his No More Heroes games. And he would very much like James Gunn to direct it. Mm -hmm. And for the main character of Travis Touchdown, his dream casting would be Ryan Gosling. If he had to pick a Japanese director, his choice would be Takashi Miike.
0: Wow. Yeah,
1: no, that's games. Who has done some of the most fucked up work in the world. If you've never seen like audition, holy crap. watch
0: Oh that. yeah. Yeah. Takashi Miike is the type of filmmaker who is trying to get a reaction out of you, but also in a very Sam Raimi kind of way is just having fun. Yeah. And just putting shit on screen that makes him squirm. Yeah. And it
1: takes a lot. It does take a lot. So, but he, but can, he, he can make me squirm though.
0: He also has made some of the most—one uh, of my favorite movies of all time. I'm going to fact-check this real quick just to be sure. <laughs> one second. James, keep going. While you're fact-checking
1: this, I want to say that it, while it may seem unrealistic to have— um, Somebody like James Gunn work on Suda51's quote-unquote imaginary movie thing. Um, actually, the two have worked together before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suda51 and James Gunn actually worked on Lollipop Chainsaw to get, together. That is true. It is like, it he is did like, do Lollipop it's Chainsaw. It's like the one game credit I think James Gunn has to his name.
0: Yeah. So, yes, Takashi Miike directed one of my favorite movies of all time called 13 Assassin. Mm. And it is incredible and you should definitely watch it. You can stream it probably in a bunch of places. And no, if ninjas or Samurais? Yeah, it, it's 13 Assassins and it is about samurai. Okay. Yes. and um, What did it, I say? Samurais. Uh, yeah.
1: You and samurai, Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. So, um, this movie's amazing, and it is Takashi Miike, and it does have his sensibilities of, like, gore and mm-hmm. horror, but it's also one of the coolest samurai movies ever made, and I can't wait for you to see it.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely have to watch it. I mean, we have free time coming up. Really, Hell yeah. I think we're really going to take a four-day weekend soon. Oh, shit, do yeah.
0: That. But, uh, yeah, Takashi Miike, uh, sounds amazing, um... You know what, Suda, I'm on board. At first, I was like, who's going to watch a fucking No More Heroes movie? But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, if Takashi Miike does it, probably a lot of people. Yeah, I've seen all of his movies. Or James
1: Gunn. And that's the thing is that James Gunn was talking about in his interviews when he was talking about making the Suicide Squad movie. He said specifically Lollipop Chainsaw was his inspiration for how he filmed... Uh, Suicide Squad, good, which makes a lot of sense when you go back and watch the Harley Quinn scenes, like mm. how the, how colorful it is and everything. Yep. That's straight up lollipop chainsaw.
0: Oh yeah, it's a great game too. It's it's an older one. It has some older game sensibilities, but it's a good game. Yeah. It's a PS3
1: game. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Around that around that era. Yeah. Uh, last week before the podcast, and we touched on this briefly last week, but I wanted to dive into it a little bit more this week. Um, there was the 25th of anniversary of Final Fantasy VII showcase that went live. Um, mm-hmm. The big announcements were that the Final Fantasy Remake Part 2 will come out next winter, and they said that it's formally going to be a trilogy. We're not going to be getting Final Fantasy Seven remakes forever. Um, but this winter, we found out that the PSP-exclusive Crisis Core has been remade and will be releasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it will be both to PCs and consoles.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I'm... And, and and the thing is, the thing that struck me about this news was that it wasn't a port, was that it was a remake. Yeah. Almost, I mean, I'm not sure, but probably a lot in the same vein of FF7 mm-hmm. as far as, like, the differences in the gameplay goes. So I'm very excited for this. This is a game that I always wanted to play, but I knew I never would because I'm not going to find a PSP to play this. Except for like, the I'm one just, that I have. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just not.
1: <laughs> I'm excited for it. I really hope that our listeners who have been listening for a long time and hearing me talk about this game— don't feel that I'm overselling the game and go in with that mindset. Please go in and just enjoy it on your own. Yeah. But it's a like, Final
0: Fantasy game. Just know that it. That if, it's, if that's your jam, it's, it's, it's one it's of a, those.
1: It's a Final Fantasy game that has a really weird combat system mechanic to it that's like very unique to just this game where there's like a slot machine that's constantly running while you fight and mm-hmm. randomly like good things will happen to you yeah. while you play. And from what I've
0: seen of the combat in the new game, it looks like they've definitely yeah. kept an aspect of that. They, so, they
1: definitely kept that, which yeah. is really cool. Uh, while we normally don't talk too much about Overwatch on this show, you know, we kind of saved that yeah. for the other podcast. Um, we did want to shout out that the new beta for Overwatch 2 will start on June 28th. Uh, it'll be open to console players as well as PC players. It'll have a new map and their new hero, Junker Queen. And you can sign up on the Overwatch 2 page right now.
0: Yeah, this is this coming Tuesday, if anyone is listening today on the 23rd. So, yeah, yeah you know, get on that. Sign yeah. up.
1: Uh, so this is supposed to be a pressure test for them. They're going to try and get as many people in as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, if you want to guarantee that you get in, there's a overwatch Two package that you can purchase right now for, I think 30 bucks. I want to say, and and it gives you currency for the the game. It gives you unique skins for just that. I think it gives you the first season of the battle pass. Okay. It's a whole thing that you can do. There was a really big, uh, Reddit AMA that they did just yesterday. Um, it was about like with the developers and them trying to, Give as much information to everybody as possible to have everybody feel happy with the state of Overwatch and where it's going. Because if you didn't know, Overwatch 2 isn't a game that you buy itself. Um, Overwatch 1 will just become Overwatch 2.
0: Right. Overwatch 2 is completely free to play. If you ever try and play, I don't think you can...
1: You will not be able to play Overwatch 1. I imagine you just can't play Overwatch 1 anymore. After October 4th, you will not play Overwatch 1. Okay. Yeah. That's just how it's going to work. And now, sadly, it is time for another week of our very special segment... Blizzard, are you okay?
0: They're not, and I'm glad they're not.
1: <laughs> First up in Blizzard news, Blizzard has announced that they will go over the details about what's next for Diablo Immortal, quote, in the next few weeks. This will include new features and what the next battle pass will look like for the mobile title.
0: Ew. Like like I don't I don't have any other words for Diablo Immortal. Everyone's like, "Look, this shit is horribly predatory," and they're like, yeah, it's a phone game. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but it's Diablo. Like, like I want to, I want to get to max level, and I want to like own and like you know raid with my friends and like do do the seasons and level up my gear and you know. It's like, yeah, it'll cost you about ten thousand dollars a season yeah. if you want to max level, or you know, a hundred million years. Mm-hmm. It's like, but. It's a phone game.
1: No, Y'all no. Don't, don't have phones? <laughs> right, you don't have phones?
0: <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ew. Like, like, ew to everything. Like, we said this last week. We were so, were so upset by Diablo Immortal that we have a hard time even enjoying the hype coming up for Diablo 4. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, fuck this game.
1: Yeah. It was one of those things that I was like uh, (laughs) grabbing dinner with my ex the other day and she was like, God, I'm so like excited. I just want, I I miss playing Diablo. There was a couch Mm -hmm. co-op thing that our entire apartment did together. And I was like, you know, they came out with this like mobile game, Diablo Immortal. And she was like, don't tell me about that. I'll download it right now. And I'm like, okay, so let me give you all the reasons you don't want to do that. And she's like, then what are my other options? And I'm like, I will set up a Diablo night at my house Mm -hmm. and whoever wants to come over, we can just couch co-op Diablo together. I'll cook dinner and we'll just fucking couch co-op Diablo three. Hell yeah. No, I'm in. Let's just do that instead of playing Diablo immortal, please.
0: One more fun fact about Diablo immortal. So there is a system in the game where you click a thing and you hope you get the best result out of it. It's just a fucking gambling thing, Yeah, you know, and you can put money into it to gamble more, et cetera, et cetera. Somebody, Put on the internet a perfect one to one simulation of this thing Mm -hmm. with all of the correct odds, all of the correct, you know, everything, and Mm -hmm. um, maybe the art, like it's all there. Yep. But you just click on it because it's free. And it basically keeps a running tally of how much money you spend. And it's basically like spend five fake dollars is what the button says instead of fucking, you know, grind or craft or whatever. And it's basically just a let's see how much money you can waste getting everything you want in this game. Thing that somebody made and put up on their website. And I'm surprised they haven't been, like, sued and given a cease and desist. But, like, well, this is what people think of this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, the odds are out there. Because if you sell your title in certain countries, oh, yeah. you mm-hmm. have to divulge the odds of things. Yep. So that made it easy for somebody to take those odds, translate them, and just make them into this. Mm-hmm. I think, and I'm not trying to give this game any fucking credit right here, but I will say... I think whatever news they're going to be announcing over the coming weeks is going to be in response to all the criticism. I mean, maybe. We'll I think. think if they're smart what they are going to try and do is save face a little bit.
0: Oh, sure. I, and I agree with you, and I'm there with you. I have, and this is cl- because of climate change, I have a really hard time believing that people who say they're going to do things when they have a history of not doing things will do anything. So, <laughs>
1: it's a very specific reference if there, Active
0: Diablo. What if a Activision Blizzard was going to respond to criticism of their game? They would have done it after don't y'all have phones, (laughs) right? It's just Mike, you know what? And they might do good. They might come back and Mm -hmm. turn heel and do good. They could, they could. I just, I, I, I will not be holding my breath.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. Finally, this week, Activision Blizzard shareholders have voted to keep Bobby Kotick as the CEO. This is a, despite all the allegations of workplace harassment, fostering a, quote, bro culture at his company and about a thousand other things that we have covered on this show week to week.
0: Yeah. Is that your final piece of news? That is final news. there was there, there was a thing that happened this week with Activision Blizzard. And I don't know why in the ever loving Jesus fearing fuck they would announce this. Out loud, two people, mm-hmm. but apparently Activision Blizzard conducted an investigation into oh itself
1: they did do this,
0: and decided we didn't do anything wrong. Right. And then they published that. They said, look, we looked into all the allegations and all of the lawsuits mm-hmm. and all of the claims about what we've been doing. And honestly, we're pretty good. I think we're A-OK. You know what? No, I think we're great. Mm-hmm. Is what Activism Blizzard said about Activism Blizzard. This is literally the fucking police investigating the police. This is mm-hmm. the government investigating the government's activity and then coming back and saying, nah, it's good. Yeah. We promise. Like, uh, why would you publish this? Why is a company under so much incredible scrutiny and in the absolute middle of a merger, they need to survive? Mm-hmm. Would they do something like this? I don't understand.
1: Here, here's... Okay, so... Uh, There's
0: some truly incompetent people working at that company. I, there is.
1: And let me tell you, from my my perspective, my humble perspective as somebody who does not work w- with Activision Blizzard, but is a shareholder and voted against all the things that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to Activision Blizzard, they only need to do one thing right now. And so, so before we get to the one thing, I, even though I do not approve of it, mm-hmm. I can see why... Certain people would want Bobby Kotick to stay in place because if he is the person that is making this deal with Microsoft happen, they want to keep him in place long enough to get the deal done Mm -hmm. and move forward from there. This is the benefit of the doubt, which is a very big benefit of the doubt button. Oh, yeah. This is where I'm at. But... There is a second part to this. Here's the one thing that Activision Blizzard needs to do. And I know that obviously all of Activision Blizzard listens to this show. Oh, yeah. It's Very important that they hear what we have to say.
0: Listen up, fuckers. We,
1: we love Overwatch, guys. Please. We do love please, please don't ruin that for me. Um, here's the one thing you have to do. Shut the fuck up. Straight up. <laughs> this is the one thing you need to do to appease everybody. <laughs> If Microsoft is trying to buy you, shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah. Just straight up stop talking. Like, like just, just fucking zip it. Take your whole PR department. Mm-hmm. That Everyone who tweets. Everyone who posts to Facebook. Everyone who uh, uh, communicates directly with their consumers. Mm-hmm. Take those people. And shove them up your ass. We, we don't need them. Keep them on salary. Please stop firing people. You're going to need them again. Mm-hmm. But like, just radio silence. Yeah. You're literally going through a merger. Say If, if someone, if, if a reporter, for whatever reason, runs up to you and shoves a mic in your face, say, we're not really commenting on things right now. We're in the middle of a lot of lawsuits and we're looking to be bought out. So um, I'm going home. Yeah. That is the only thing anyone who works anywhere
1: near Activision Blizzard
0: needs to say to the press.
1: The only people that are going to screw up this deal with Microsoft for Activision Blizzard is fucking Activision Blizzard. Oh, yeah.
0: Own worst enemy. Like, <laughs> like literally, like, pipe in their own, like, bicycle wheel, like, yeah. type shit. That is what's happening. That, <laughs> <It's> like, what are you guys doing? It's
1: just, like, that, that meme of the dude, like, riding the bike and then falling over. <laughs> and and
0: then he's like, fucking gamers? Yeah, yeah. It's just like,
1: Guys. <laughs> If you wanted this deal with Microsoft to go through, and you know what? We do want the deal to go through. We the do. Re- the reason we want it to go through is we want the culture at Blizzard to change, and it seems like Blizzard is incapable of doing this thing themselves. Yeah. By the way, Blizzard game devs, we support you, mm-hmm. and it really sucks what you're going through. We are talking about corporate executives. We are not talking about boots on the ground. You guys are awesome, and we love every single one of you.
0: Yeah, we're talking about management up here. Yeah, and yeah. and let, let's be very clear, because it, it's, they, they are not incapable of change. They are unwilling yeah. to change. They are a billion-dollar company. They have... uh, Their fucking CEO is a billionaire. They are a hundreds of 1000000000s of dollar company. Mm -hmm. They make some of the biggest video games in the world, at least they used to. They could could turn this around very easily. They could become a company that everyone would love to work for.
1: Just shut up. Yeah. Just Just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up and let this happen. Yeah. And then we'll all be happy by the end result of it. Just please... We want the Blizzard that we missed, the Blizzard that we loved. Mm-hmm. We want our Blizzard people that work there and we know people at Blizzard that work and you guys are great and you should be getting paid more and you should be taken care of and you should be allowed to unionize. And you should be given all of these things that you want to have, but what you really need is for your company to... To just shut the fuck up. Yeah,
0: when the company does something bad, it should shut the fuck up. When it when it is is defending itself, instead, it should shut the fuck up. If the company did something amazing and 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 popular and wanted to tell anyone, everyone, I would still say, you know what? Probably right now, shut the fuck up, mm-hmm. because no one wants to hear that you did the one good thing after all the bad things. Right. Just just shut the fuck up. And if it's good enough, we'll all figure
1: it out. Yeah but activision looking at activision blizzard and going you know what i'm doing okay mm-hmm. you know what i do that in the mirror every morning and i know that i'm lying to myself yeah i look at myself and i'm like james you're doing just fine we're doing good mm-hmm. and then like one of my cats will tap me on the leg and i'll look down at my cat and i'm like no you're right i'm not doing that good yeah. but i'm going to keep pretending mm-hmm. that's how this is going to work this is what we just, do just shut the fuck up activision <laughs> like come on guys it's, it's just, a very simple lesson to learn and this is I'm giving you free real estate here i'm just I'm giving you the solution to your problems, and you just gotta listen. Mm-hmm. I hope that that what I am saying reaches the ears of somebody who makes way more money than I do. So, just,
0: just some please. fucking like like a low level executive or media guy is going to walk into a meeting room tomorrow and be like, "Guys, I've got an idea." <laughs> I hope he's got a PowerPoint slide with just the word shut the fuck up in Activision Blizzard blue on Navy blue. (laughs) Just like, like in the icy fucking like, like font. Yeah. Just like, here's what we do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. The industry hurts me sometimes, and I love talking mm-hmm. about it. We would not be doing the show every week if we didn't love talking about it. And we love
0: video games. We play them every day.
1: <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, guys.
0: All we want is to love an industry that's good to the people that make the things we right. love. Right, that's
1: all we want. Be good to your people, please. Yeah. Please be good to your people. That is everything that we have for the Weekly Raid for the news this week. We're going to take a small break, and we come back on the other side. It's time to have fun and enjoy ourselves again as we get into our main topic in the boss room. Boss room. Hey everyone, welcome to The Boss Room, our main discussion for the week, sometimes related to the news, sometimes not. This week, big boy of all things MCU, Kevin Feige, said that in the upcoming months, it should be revealed where the next saga of the MCU or Marvel Cinematic Universe is going. Mm. I think it's easy to speculate that Thor might be the answer to these questions. Do we have any other Marvel oh. movies coming out this year? i have to go check. I have to get checked. check. And Kevin Feige said there might have already been hints that are out there in the ether in the other movies that should give us the direction of where the next big saga is going to be going. But today, audience, we are not here for hints. All of you listeners know that when it comes to the news, when it comes to the news specifically, we do not talk rumor and speculation. But in the boss room, all things are off limits. So today, we are going to be so very, very wrong. We want to talk about our theories, our wants, and what might happen for the next saga of the MCU. Mm. and when we talk saga let's define that real quick the last saga of the mcu is the infinity saga dating way all the way back to like 2012 if you consider oh, iron yeah. man yeah. um maybe, yeah
0: phases one through three yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: your mileage may vary you may not consider iron man part of that but yeah it was the thing to kick things off mm-hmm. so we're gonna talk, talk about big picture things we're gonna talk about what changes can occur We are going to have some fun. This is a very relaxed boss room. We are probably, spoilers, going to talk about butts somewhere in here. Oh, yeah. There will be a butt. But there will be at least a couple butts. Mm -hmm. So, the future of the MCU, Hector. Yeah. Just weird, wacko theories. Let's talk about it. Things that could be relevant, things that you don't. What do you wish for? What do we got?
0: So, I think what we... Let me start with where we're at, right? Because I think what a lot of people thought... In, well, that we were getting with this current phase of the MCU going all the way back to Spider-Man, not homecoming, but the one after no way home,
1: <laughs> no way home. Far know. from home. Yeah. Far from home. Far yeah. from home.
0: Going all the way back to Spider-Man far from home, which is the first MCU in air quotes radio um, uh, after infinity after uh, end Yeah. <clears throat> all the way to where we are now, all anyone has been able to talk about is, okay, so we have, we have a multiverse, mm-hmm. and we have time travel, sure. and we own the X-Men. Where are the X-Men? And we spent this sure, entire phase are. moving all the way up to Thor Love and Thunder, which is comes out in... Only a week, two weeks time. Yeah. I'm very excited for it. I already got tickets. Thank God. Uh, it was very hard to get Doctor Strange tickets. Yeah. Um. So we, we, everyone thought every movie leading away from Endgame was going to either allude to or bring us closer to the X-Men. Right. In the same way that every, the end of nearly every movie um, that we've gotten in the MCU phases one through three led us to Thanos. Right. We haven't gotten a single thing. We've gotten closer to the to, Fantastic to, Four.
1: To be fair. Okay. To be fair. We have got an X-Men. We did see an X-Men. Not as an X-Men. He he was there. Xavier was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got a Fantastic Four? Yeah. Yeah, so... But, but I mean, they, they weren't in the universe.
0: Right. So, like, this was... <laughs> and, oh, God, spoilers for Doctor Strange, by the way, um, which is fine. The movie's over a month old. Now. I
1: think it's up on Disney. It's Plus on Plus.
0: Disney Plus. You have no excuse. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we have a Fantastic Four, and this was mostly a joke aimed at fans, yep. as far as everyone can tell. And then we had Professor Xavier, and I'm going to point this out quite literally. It was Patrick Stewart playing Professor Xavier, who also played Professor Xavier in the Fox X-Men movie. But he wasn't playing that Charles Xavier. He was playing the Charles Xavier that we know from the X Men cartoon, right? In the big, in the big fucking yellow hovering wheelchair mm-hmm. with the theme behind it and the, the 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 wavy fucking lines on his head that mm-hmm. shows that he's using his power. This is what was going on. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, and again, this movie and, and Endgame was a while ago. It was. feels like an eternity ago. It was pre-COVID. It was pre-COVID. Yeah, Endgame was forever ago, and since then, this is literally the only if ex person that we have. Yep, literally that we have, and none of the other ones were there for any reason at all. Nope. Um, no one has alluded to them nope. They haven't been like Behind a door somewhere in a dimension Or even so much as an easter egg anywhere mm-hmm. There are no X-Men to be seen anywhere Right And I feel like that's where we are And moving forward I mean I can't I, I can't think of going anywhere else mm-hmm. I understand people thinking that The Fantastic Four should come first But I honestly the more, the more I rack my brain about it Can't find a spot for the Fantastic Four In the MCU right now I just don't find them useful. I've been putting
1: more thought into this than I probably should. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking about the Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how do we stick them in the universe? And when we talk about the Fantastic Four, we have to talk about the origin of their powers, right? We have four people, disparate backgrounds, some of them related. They go to space, cosmic rays. Yeah, they go to space, cosmic rays, and then powers. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work anymore. Because we already have cosmic shit going on in the yeah. universe. And people go There's to space like, all
0: the time in this fucking MCU. Right.
1: But what we do have, what we do have is a multiverse. Mm-hmm. And what you can do, and this may be a bit of a cop out, is you could do a period piece that's kind of 1960s space race mm-hmm. where they go, but instead of like being hit by cosmic rays... Because of the effects of multiverse, pim Particles, mm-hmm. something along those MacGuffin lines, yeah. you then find yourself in a modern era.
0: Ah, a little bit of a Captain America. Right,
1: but, but all of it ha- can happen in one movie. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You could be person out of time, mm-hmm. but like in a very short amount of
0: time that's true and especially considering like Reed Richards is like the smartest man ever and and now that we don't have Tony Stark like we can do we can do that like like, the the spot isn't taken right so it does leave room for him to like come to the future and then be like look at all this technology I know exactly how to work all this shit this all
1: makes perfect sense right
0: well everyone else is like well why is that black person at the diner counter right <laughs> yeah you know yeah
1: there, there's, a, there's a lot of possibility that you could do with the fantastic four the question then kind of inevitably becomes like how do you introduce doom to it mm. um you know if he if we have a take a read richards from and by the way i'm making all this up as i go Oh yeah right. yeah, yeah. this is all um, headcanon this is all headcanon like you come from the 60s where there's still a big like americanism ideas mm-hmm. you take a new a new superhero team that has come to the world mm-hmm. the, the modern world they see a country like Letveria, where it is a dictatorship and by the way the people of Latveria love Doom. We say this on the show all the time, but like seriously, they they love him. Yeah. Um, but maybe somebody like Reed Richards is like, hey, let's go fuck this dude up because democracy bitches. Yeah, no, he's
0: straight up burning like, standards to them.
1: Yeah, and he's just like, Hey, let's just drop some fucking democracy on this motherfucker. Yeah. And Doom's like, I gotta protect my people. This is the reason that by the way, Latveria has universal health care. Yeah, just, just, just emphasizing that. Yeah, probably UBI too. <laughs> Dr. Doom actually has universal health care for the people in his country. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and like Reed Richards from the 60s is just like, yo, let's go fuck up this dude who isn't yeah. like rep, repping democracy. Universal
0: healthcare sounds like a nukable offense. Right. That
1: sounds like some commie ass shit to yeah. me. Um, and then we get boom. And then at some point, the Fantastic Four, or at least Reed specifically, has come to the realization like we are out of the time that we are in. Yeah. We have crossed dimensions. And this is not our world. This is not our time. Maybe there is no going home. That could be part of the story is how do we get back home? Oh, yeah. But maybe they just can't. Yeah. Right. Maybe they go to Dr. Strange and they're like, bro, can you multiverse us back to our multiverse? And he's like, dude, I touched that shit and it was not good. We are not going there again. My man's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Like, no, the power of the sun could destroy everything. Sorry that you
1: missed out on Taco Bell having the Enchirito. Maybe they'll bring it back someday, but you're stuck here. Yeah. Yes.
0: So, so that's this is a lot about how I thought about the X Men lately because the X Men to me, and I know this is this is my history with the X Men, not the history of the X Men. Mm -hmm. I happened to upon the X Men in the '90s as in cartoon form, as many people did, where it was still very much about racism. Mm -hmm. Racism is so different now. Mm-hmm. And we're actually getting a really good example of it in uh, Miss Marvel. Which, if you're not watching Miss Marvel, you're you're fucking it up. Yep. It was a wonderful show. Uh, fuck what everyone says about it. This show is excellent. It is good TV. It is both wholesome and exciting and, and a great awesome. A window into
1: a culture that many people yeah, don't a understand. A window
0: into a culture I knew nothing about. That I'm yeah. finding a lot of similarities with being Hispanic and uh, having a large family and us all getting together to have big parties because that's what we do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm loving that show, but that show is doing a really great job of showing the discrimination that we face now, which is a little bit more subtle mm-hmm. and a little bit also a little bit more forceful. So part of me loves the idea of having like a, like a DODC, like hunting children who are finding out, wait, why am I, why am I a super? in again, right, air quotes right, radio, yeah. like what is going the on? The
1: precedent's been set with Miss Marvel.
0: That's true. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I would love to see some of that. I would love to see the team come together. Mm-hmm. And I know that in the popularity of the X-Men, the early stuff is considered the cringe 50s stuff and we don't need to see it. Right. And that's fine. I don't want to see them in their like old weird uniforms and like, like flying around fighting Sentinels in and New York. And Xavier
1: being really gross about his 16 year old student. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, like none of that, none of that. Like, I don't want it to go back. Two then, yeah. what I would love to see is a new version of the team forming. Mm-hmm. Like we got a, we got a little bit of it in that first Fox X Men movie, but mm-hmm. it was just Wolverine showing up and him being the fish out of water, being introduced Wolverine to everything. is the
1: problem with. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, fans of Wolverine. Wolverine <laughs> is the problem with X Men.
0: Wolverine is the problem with X Men because well, and this is what I love about it. So I want to see, I want to see maybe not a young Xavier like you know like uh what's his name, Um but I do want to see a younger Xavier deciding he's going to do what he's going to do and starting to put a team together. Wolverine can come way later. So we can wait a whole other phase before we see Wolverine. Let
1: us answer one of the more complicated questions then. There is always the question of should Magneto's story remain in World War II? Mm. Now, because of his powers, he tends to age slower. So So you can say that mutants have been around for a while. There just haven't been that many of them. That's Mm -hmm. kind of how it worked in the comics. There had been mutants for a while and then like the atomic blast happened and then a whole lot of mutants happened. Yeah. So you could kind of take a similar approach where you could be like, you know, Magneto was around back then, but he was only one of a handful of mutants. And then let's say the infinity gauntlet or the infinity energy really activated people's powers. Right. And then now, what do you got? Give me theories. What do you got?
0: So here's my thing. Uh, Okay. So. It worked with Ian McKellen because Ian McKellen was al- already looked like an older man mm. in that first Fox X-Men movie. So he could do a good Magneto. Um, what I would like for this, and this is a, an important thing to me simply because... I. It it just makes sense to me. Look, uh, how do I put this? I would much rather the current Magneto, especially if we're doing young Xavier in the 2020s, I would like for Magneto to be the child or maybe even grandchild of Auschwitz survivors. If he's going to be a little bit older, maybe our Mm -hmm. age, he could be the child of some very old survivors of like Auschwitz, Birkenau, all Mm -hmm. of the stuff that he was in in the movie that came out in the fucking 90s. Yeah. Yeah. That 30 years ago, y'all. So this introduces, and this is something I would love to carry through the X-Men and into other stuff because it's kind of a really good and broad topic that we're getting into with our, our media these days, generational trauma. I love the idea of a magneto so traumatized simply by the stories that his parents told him. Mm -hmm. And you could do, you know, all kinds of, I'm directing the movie. Now you could do all kinds of fucking like shots and stories and a montage of like research and like videos and like going to museums and him just like Learning about the reality of the stories his parents told him mm-hmm. and realizing that, oh, fuck, he's different too. And, oh, fuck, the DODC is cracking down on us. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the most powerful people on the fucking planet. Mm-hmm. If if Jews in World War Two had a Jew Superman, mm-hmm. what would he have done? What, what would he have done to everyone around them to th- save
1: his people? What happens if those things just they find out about his powers and they lock him in a holding cell yeah if they do repeat the sins of the fathers and tattoo a number on
0: exactly yeah maybe he's super peaceful and he gets driven to where he's going by simply being treated so poorly in the exact same way his parents or grandparents were i like this so much that i feel like we could do a whole magneto movie
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's a great comic book, by the way, if you've never read it, called oh. The Magneto Testament. Yeah. The Magneto Testament Hate has that. no superpowers in it whatsoever. It is meant to be a teaching aid for uh, teaching what happened in the Holocaust, just using the character of Magneto and showing him in the internment camps. Um, it's such an educational resource that in the back of the book, they actually have a spot for how do you give this supplement to your ki- your students and teach these topics. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of possibility Uh, you know for Magneto in general the idea of generational uh, trauma is very fascinating it's a bold move it's a -hmm. a bold move Cotton Um, there's a lot that you can do with you know the X-Men in general I think the X-Men are the big elephant in the room everybody's waiting for the thing to happen where the X-Men show up Um, I honestly, if we think if we get anything X-Men related, I don't think that we're going to see it until like the end of whatever this saga is.
0: Right. See, and and that's the thing. I don't know where phase four ends. And that's why I asked if there are any more Marvel movies this year, because I mean, Could it end with Love and Thunder?
1: No, there's something else. There's got to be something like. this. Is there something else this year
0: that we're just blanking on? Yeah,
1: we'll have to Google that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, like, we are at the end of phase four right now. We're moving into the next phase. Kevin Feige's saying, like, okay, what's the next big saga? So that gets me thinking, and I'm, like, trying to, like, rack my brain. I'm, like, okay, is Secret Invasion it? Is this a big scroll Oh, right, because we have have
0: scrolls everywhere right now.
1: Scrolls are everywhere. So is that the thing? Is that Secret Invasion, like... What we're all leading towards, but Secret Invasion isn't so much a saga. I mean, it could be a saga ender, but like, who's the bad?
0: Right, and that's my thing. Is like Secret Invasion we, right is so to go, easy to right, get wrong.
1: Right now, we have to ask the question: Who's the bad?
0: <laughs> right, because like, are they are they invading? Right, or are they or are they immigrating? Right, are they refugees? <laughs>
1: that's a big question. Yeah, I
0: mean. isn't it? So yes. this is why I hate the storyline right now, because how do you address the scroll? And the only way I can see them doing a proper Disney and not a, ah, oh, fuck, we fucked it, Disney did it, mm-hmm. is the scrolls are the fucking good guys. And they've been doing right. pretty good with that so far. The Captain right. Marvel movie was a great example. But, like, please don't, like, ugh, there's so many things that can go wrong with this. And I just want it to be good.
1: I want to tell you something that I, what I want out of the big bad. Mm -hmm. And I know that some people will disagree with this. I don't know if I want the big bad to be a cosmic level threat.
0: Agreed. We don't need
1: that right now. Something homegrown feels very relevant right now. Mm -hmm. Even to, even if we don't get the Fantastic Four, you know, Doom can still exist, right?
0: I was going to say like, this is why Magneto and Doom are such good characters. Yeah, because they are from where we are and they're either Americans or, you know, current Americans who were born someone else Mm -hmm. somewhere else like Magneto pushed to the brink or they're a sovereign nation getting fucked with by somebody for no reason. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, I'm going to fight back. These are good stories that we need right now.
1: Yeah, it's very true. There are a ton of like really great sagas out there. If we wanted to really be cheesy about it, we've already entered into the multiverse thing, mm-hmm. things like secret wars and battle world, which happened in the comics, which pulled different universes together. And we could see all kinds of fan service in that. And then at the end of bat, at the end of secret wars, the 2015 version, mm-hmm. it kind of reset everything. Everything was back to normal, but then we had miles Morales in the normal universe. Um, you know, old man Logan existed in, in our universe like it was really about Secret Wars is really about taking things from disparate universes and putting them all into the central one.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's, it's it's fucking oops all berries. It's, it's yeah. literally like we put all the best parts of our cereal together because this is what we think y'all want. Right.
1: And it's worked so far. It is. It is. So like battle world could be a thing. That's also a doom related Mm storyline, by the way, that is a God King doom. So technically a cosmic level threat because he has the infinity gauntlet, but we can just give him another MacGuffin or a million MacGuffins out there at this point. Um, That could be a thing that could happen that would move us into it.
0: It could be. So here's my thing about that. And I feel like Kevin Feige knows this um, just based on what he hasn't done since Endgame. I feel like we're going to need to wait another 10 years of Marvel movies before we slap all our action figures together again. I feel like if we don't earn it the way we did last time, it will land flatly. Mm -hmm. And we've seen a lot of people complain about MCU previs ever since Endgame. And about how some of the some of the CG is just not holding up to snuff these days, yeah. and this is probably a product of them making so many visual effects heavy movies and throwing them all on basically one department to get them all done. So yeah. hire more people for sure, and it, you know it, I know art is hard, but hire more people. Right. But um, those things take a lot of work mm. and a, a, a lot of planning, and I would love to just for the next several years after Phase Four just continue to get more characters make mm. that make that worth it make you yeah. know slapping all our action figures together make you know move me to tears and make me cheer and make a yeah. whole theater freak out so that I can watch theaters react to the movie I reacted to when I saw it in theaters and still tear up about it that's, mm-hmm. that that's what we need and that shit takes time and it, it takes planning and it takes care and it takes a lot of love for your project so when we talk about like the big cosmic villain at the end of, you know, the next cycle of movies. I hope that that is a ways off and that until Mm. then we can start stacking stories and stacking worlds on top of each other. So that the next time we do this, Mm. the next time we have everyone fighting a, whoever, if it's doom, great. If it's Magneto, great. If it's Galactus, it's been 10 years, whatever. Let's do it. Let's do fucking Galactus. But we'll have a whole bunch of different characters, very, very few of the originals, if any, Mm -hmm. and we'll be able to give them all their own moments in the way that we did the first one without a bunch of constant callbacks that plague, you know, sequels and like the entire um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean series, you Mm -hmm. know, like we, yeah, just, you know, keep it fresh.
1: Yeah, keep it fresh. Keep building. I'll tell you what I don't want to see. And it'd be really easy, I think, right now to to hop into this one. And I do love this bad guy, by the way. It's been a long time since so I've loved, I've really loved a bad an MCU bad guy. I don't want to see Null. I don't know who Null is. So Null is the Johnny Donny Cates Ryan Stegman character. He is the god of the symbiotes. Oh. he is a he is a galactic level threat. OK, um, like he will just wipe out planets. Do we even and have
0: access to that without without Sony? I mean, yes, oh, probably. Ish. Yeah. I mean, yeah, ish. we might not have a Venom or a Spider-Man, but whatever. But that's
1: the thing is that that's kind of tying all into this is mm-hmm. that Null is a terrifying character mm-hmm. because he is the void. He is the nothingness. And. And he, he's a
0: bagel with everything on it. He's a
1: bagel with everything on it. That is exactly right. But right now, null is not earned. Mm, agreed. Right now, Venom is what we have, and that's fine. Yeah. But. To make a true null story, you we need a lot more stories about Spider-Man and about Venom and about the symbiotes. And there has to be lore and build up, and we have to get to a point. And we have to make movies that are not like the, Let There Be Carnage, don't get me wrong, had fun. But— it was, th- it was kind
0: of cynical, and it was a little fast and silly. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Sony, but, yeah. you know, still like they, they got all the right actors and the actors did everything they could with what they were given. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the movie felt like a B the yeah. whole time. It didn't feel triple A. Yeah. It didn't even feel double A.
1: Now you were saying you wouldn't mind Galactus coming back. Let me tell you that. Go coming back.
0: I I, I hardly count the first time we saw him on screen. (laughs) I hardly count that shit at all. He was a
1: cloud. I I don't mind the idea of Galactus. I think that I want to go through a full Doom arc because I really do picture this scene in my head. This is just pure headcanon Mm -hmm. where Galactus level threat is happening. The world's about fucked. Reed Richards is trying to save something. Heroes are trying to help where they can. Doom shows up. And like he's just like, Let me help you with this. Mm-hmm. Like the big bad helping oh, out. And, I like and that. Reed is like, Why are you helping me? And he's like, I'm taking care of my people. Yeah. This is my people's world. It's my fucking it's, planet too, yeah, bro. It's, it's, it's my people's planet. Like I'm here to fight for my people. Yeah. Richards, I don't give a fuck about you. Like that would be such a powerful moment mm-hmm. of just like humanizing doom and him just being like, I don't care about where your your democratic bullshit is. Yeah. I'm here to take care of my people. No,
0: I love that. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um uh another thing something I'm very very excited about um that I I really that, that will definitely come to fruition before the the next phase is over the one after the current one I cannot wait to see more netflix defenders in the MCU yeah I I I really want you know I not only do I want more you know Matt Murdock Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and that's where that list ends um, I, I, I not only want them to get their own shows again on Disney plus in whatever form they're going to get just to like bring everyone in. Yeah. But I also, I also really want them to start interacting with other people the mm-hmm. whole time I'm watching Miss Marvel. All I can think is like, you live in New York. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of places you can go to like get help. And I want to see more of that. I want to see I want to see Jessica Jones randomly showing up because she's around. I want to see Matt Murdock showing up. Uh, Luke Cage can come when he pleases. He can do whatever he wants. Moon
1: Knight's a street level character, man. Moon
0: Knight as well. Moon Knight might be. Moon Knight would be amazing for them all to interact with because the whole time they'd be going, what? Does he really have powers? Has anyone checked? Right. What is he doing here? <laughs> no, no, that guy had a different accent two seconds ago. Does anyone does <laughs> anyone else see what's going on? Yeah. No, I would yeah, Moon Knight absolutely needs to come in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I wanna see more of that. And I'm not talking about big crossover episodes or seasons like the Defenders, little one offs here mm-hmm. and there, just so that we know they're around. Because the whole point of the Defenders it's community. is that
1: Yeah, they don't do the galactic level threats. They're there protecting the person who lives in their block, Mm -hmm. the person in Harlem, the person who lives in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Like, these are the things they protect. And those stories, we've gotten so kind of taken away from that because we've gotten used to the cosmic scale of everything that the idea of just protecting the average person seems almost like a joke at this point, And it shouldn't right. be.
0: No, it shouldn't be. And that's a, a lesson that, uh, the MCU learned from the DCU. Funnily enough, everyone was like, they just did they just kill millions of people. And then by the time, um, Avengers two came out, they're like, let's rest to all the people guys. Yeah. So let's not forget. But, uh, yeah, it is kind of a joke trying to save like each individual person. We still see scenes of massive mayhem and destruction mm-hmm. and go like, Oh, look at all that infrastructure. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It's going to cost a lot to repair that. Yeah. Uh, Hector, as we wrap this whole thing up, because I know you and I want to go watch uh, Kenobi. Oh, yeah. Um, what are your hopes and dreams for the next sections of the MCU?
0: Um, my hopes and dreams for the next section of the MCU are, I cannot complain at all about the quality of casting, the quality of acting, the mm-hmm. quality of basically everything for the first three phases of Marvel. They have been... Some of the most fun movie-going experience I've ever seen. I'm not calling them art. That's a whole different thing. I could call some of them, absolutely, I could call them art, but that's not the conversation we're having. Mm -hmm. They're all very entertaining, at least for the most part, and... I want to see more of that. The thing that made them all interesting to me is that I didn't see it all coming. Having the X-Men characters in my brain from the 90s in a cartoon definitely colored how I watched those Fox movies in in the late 90s and early 2000s. Might have been mostly the 2000s. I didn't have that for a lot of the MCU. I had one cartoon about Iron Man, nothing with Captain America, nothing at all with Thor. I just had no idea what I was getting into. Those were all in
1: the 70s. Yeah. And those
0: characters were all fun you know and it was great to see them here and there and see them interact I, d- I I knew basically nothing about Thanos until that first fucking credit sequence
1: which I'm surprised that I didn't just chew your ear off for days about Thanos well remember like,
0: he didn't show up until the first Avengers movie that's true. I wasn't
1: even awesome then yeah
0: so. no we weren't even like like we, we hadn't even
1: met yet we hadn't even met yeah and, and I, yet it feels like you've been here all my life I know uh,
0: th- we had this like, like everyone if I remember this right like we saw the final credit scene in Avengers Ev- Avengers, the first Avengers movie and half the audience was like what the fuck is that and like 14 people in the corner half of them pretending we're like I know who that is (laughs) I got really excited yeah because I grew up with a
1: Thanos poster on my wall
0: so what I'm getting to the point I'm making is I want to see more stuff that I don't know about and I loved Moon Knight and I love watching Kamala Khan right now Mm. um as Miss Marvel I want More stories like this, more characters that maybe I don't know. But if they're characters that I know, present them to me in an interesting way, like you did with Daredevil, like you did with Jessica. What do you think
1: of Kate Bishop Hawkeye?
0: Um, Kate Bishop Hawkeye was awesome. Mm. Uh, Haley Stanfield is a treasure, Mm. um, just as Jeremy Reiner is. And I think she will be very good going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, it was a Christmas show. You fucking got me. It's a a samurai, the ocean and Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking Christmas, man. Come on. There you go. Um, So, yeah, I want them, like I said earlier, keep it fresh, surprise me, bring in things that, um, you know, will resonate in in the news, in in, in current events, and it's like a time capsule, right? And there's an art to this, and luckily Mm -hmm. Feige gets it. Mm -hmm. And the best thing about Feige is when other studios like Sony or DC aren't getting it, he's basically like, nice property you have there.
1: They made the decision to move uh, Sam Wilson's home from, like, Harlem to Louisiana. Oh, to Louisiana, yeah.
0: And that was a wonderful decision. Yeah. That was smart stuff. Yeah, also more Captain Falcon, more Winter Soldier, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, all of that. Uh, I think we have a lot of great characters moving forward. Mm-hmm. And even though they might have used to be the sidekicks or whatever you might want to call them, like, mm-hmm. they, they've absolutely come into their own. We definitely need more Sam Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, yeah, I just, I, you know, keep it fresh and, uh, keep bringing me the hits, uh, don't stand on your laurels, stop making sequels, you know, keep, keep it to trilogies for your main characters. You don't need to, you know, unless
1: you're Taika Waititi, then you can do whatever you want. You
0: can do whatever you want. If you're Taika Waititi, this is canon. Um, but for everyone else, you know, don't, you know, just have your cake. You don't get to eat it,
1: (laughs) you know? I think for me, uh, like I've kind of just, just to reemphasize, I don't need galactic level threats for a while. I mean, yeah. I want movies that will take place in the galaxy. Cause if you didn't know this about me, I am obsessed with cosmic Marvel. Um, but I don't need every story big threat to be cosmic Mm -hmm. because you can actually tell really great cosmic stories in the Marvel universe without having cosmic level threats. You just happen to be in space. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what the Marvels is probably going to do. I'll be kind of down with that. Obviously Mm -hmm. guardians of the galaxy does that. Um, But I don't need every threat to just be a Galactus Galactus level threat. I need, I need whatever comes next for the end of this saga to feel earned and really like, let's take our time with it. Like I need it to not feel like we are rushing it. I want to feel like you had a plan, Mm -hmm. but also part of that plan was taking the time to be intimate. And and I'm not using this as a dirty word, guys. You turn of the gutter. I want to be intimate with the characters that we see on screen. I want to learn really what makes them tick. Give me some great writing. Mm -hmm. Give me their personalities. Give me their backgrounds. I I give me more culturally diverse characters oh, so yeah. that I can learn things that I d- had no idea like seriously watching Ms Marvel has been like a total trip I've been loving every single minute of it
0: Yeah yeah the, um, the Pakistanis are awesome y'all yeah.
1: and like everything uh, give me those things those things that the 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 average Marvel fan online yells about I want whatever they're yelling about like yeah. give me more of that shit um and just give me more of those stories where it feels like because at the end of the day, when before the MCU or the DCU existed, there was a talk about why people that were Marvel fans were fa- fans of Marvel and people that were DC were fans of DC. And it was because a lot of times the argument would come down to um, DC has gods. Yeah, Marvel has average people with powers. Mm. And whichever one you like, that's probably what you were reading. And that's the thing that I love about Marvel. A lot of them are just average people with powers. And I need that reflected in my heroes because at the end of the day, that's what draws me to them. There's a reason why when I haven't been reading comic books for 10 years, I can pick up an issue of X-Men and feel like I've come home.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. I have one more thing and it's probably going to be a little bit unpopular. It's definitely just a me thing that I want desperately And I know the character is outdated and could definitely use a redesign and they will do that if they do this. Mm -hmm. I really, really want a good silver surfer.
1: Yeah, it's possible.
0: I want it very badly. Mm -hmm. He's just one of the fucking coolest characters Mm -hmm. ever made. There's so much you can do with him. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know
1: It'll be When
0: was the last time Surfing was uh, relevant In pop culture It's it's a
1: damn shame That we didn't have The Fantastic Four And the Silver Surfer During the the Infinity Saga Mm -hmm. Because If you've ever read The uh, Infinity Gauntlet The actual one There's an entire Side set of books That takes place After the Infinity Gauntlet Or during the Infinity Gauntlet There were actually Silver Surfer's books Where he was like Thanos' thrall And was being forced To write Thanos' bible And Mm. it was literally Just about oppression Mm. Um, Was so good Like There's a reason I love this comic So much as a kid But yeah yeah, Silver Surfer. Yeah, yeah we can pro- yeah. find a way to bring him I've back. I've
0: always, I've always thought he was just the coolest dude. He, it, it, it galaxy level His powerful. His name is Noren Rad. Yeah, I mean, come on, and he surfs, <laughs> right? But like on the stars. Right. Come on now, come on. <laughs> There's nothing cooler than that. But yeah, so yeah. It, that I get, silver Kevin Feige if you can squeeze one in
1: <laughs> squeeze, squeeze the silver server Sque- squeeze in silver server my man for my, me, mans, for my me. man's please yeah. my man's all right that's everything we have for the show this week don't forget that you can head over to patreon.com slash cast to become a patron of our show you can head over to facebook.com slash gngg cast where you can chat with us as well as talk to me directly at gngg cast on Twitter special thanks to our patrons such as Keith Chad and Jag for supporting the show you guys keep the show going and we really appreciate it until next week For Hector, this is James. And for James, this is Hector. Everyone, good night.
0: And good game.